He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. All right, Slick Talk listeners, this is going to be part one of a two-part episode series, basically just taking our first hospitality.fm influencer roundtable where we got together with about eight of us total from the podcast network to go over our predictions for hospitality in 2023. Now, the reason why we're doing a part one and a part two is because we went about an hour and a half long with this roundtable discussion. So we want to make sure that's consumable and easy for everyone to participate in from an audio standpoint. And of course, the live stream that we did as well. So tune in for part one right now, and then in a couple of days, we'll drop part two so you can hear the full thing on Slick Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you to everyone who engaged with us on this roundtable. This was a lot of fun, and we look forward to doing a lot more of these in the future. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. What's up, Slick Talkers? This episode is brought to you by my friends at Minute. And if you haven't heard of Minute, then guess what? They are the perfect co-host solution for your technology stack. Here's why I call them your co-host solution is because they can be the best alerting system for you if there's too many guests at your property or if there is a party that breaks out. And guess what? Their sensors are amazing. You don't get any false positives as in dogs barking, the wind blowing, maybe a door slamming or a glass breaking, that doesn't trigger an alert. Real party noises actually trigger an alert. So that way you're not getting woken up in the middle of the night or alerted in the middle of the day for nothing. They have two outdoor sensors and these sensors do not need to rely on each other in order to work. So if you are worried about outdoor parties and your neighbors getting interrupted, then just get the outdoor sensor. If you're worried about big parties inside your really big vacation home, then get the indoor sensors so that way you can make sure you're covering all the common spaces that you need to. There's a special offer for all Slick Talkers in the show notes below. And now back to the episode. All right, everybody. Welcome to our first Hospitality.fm Influencer Roundtable I'm Will Slickers, and I host multiple podcasts within our hospitality network, but also very excited to mostly moderate this time and be the man that's not having to speak so much and really let everyone kind of do the speaking and the talking. We are all in different segments of hospitality. We have experts from short-term rentals to hotels to luxury restaurants, you name it, we are going to cover it today. And so if you are tuning in on the live, we're going to try to make this as engaged as possible. So if you're on LinkedIn, YouTube, or any of the other streaming platforms that we are pushing this audio and video to, make sure that you stick through everybody's presentation and know there's not going to be any slides and boring like presentations. It's really just going to be experts sharing their predictions for 2023 and what they expect for the year ahead and maybe even further on how it's going to impact hospitality. So I'm excited to introduce everybody. I'm going to take myself off screen and then we're going to go 
one by one, let everyone introduce themselves by name, company, and podcast that they're a part of. And then we'll jump in to our predictions for 2023. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in once again. And now for the main show, we're going to welcome everybody to the podcast here. All right. Look at all these beautiful and handsome faces. So excited. How is everyone doing? Kind of with a you know, nod of without talking over each other and stuff. You can do all cool. Awesome. Sweet. So I already introduced myself. I'm going to go ladies first, and we're going to have Stacy St. John, who was one of the first ones to join us on the back end of the stage to introduce herself, her company, and her podcast. And then we'll actually just go in order from Stacy, Brandy, Natalie, Michael, Mark, Steve, Michael again. So not to give away everyone's names if you don't know who they are, but Stacy, go ahead and take it away. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. My name is Stacey St. John, and I am the proud uh, founder of the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group and the Short-Term Rental Society. I have a property portfolio under the brand of Cozy Getaways, and I am super duper proud of my brand new podcast called the STR Sisterhood. It's good to be here. Well, thank you for having me. Of course, and we love working with you on your podcast and watching it grow crazy. So very excited. Now we'll kick it off to Brandy. Hi, I'm Brandy Canali. I'm the COO of Sextant Stays based in Miami, and I am Will and Michael's co-host on Good Morning Hospitality. Love it. And we love having you on the show. It's been such a game changer having you on. <laughs> Thank you. And here we go to Natalie. Hi, everyone. I am Natalie Palmer, and I am the founder of Host with Natalie, which is a boutique vacation rental management company in Big Bear. And I'm also the founder of co-founder of Level Up Your Listing, which is an all-women's summit um, next month in Scottsdale. And I'm the host of No Vacancy, the podcast. So many awesome ventures and so excited for Scottsdale. So can't wait to see all of you there. And then next we have Mr. Mike Shogren. So I will let you take the floor. Hey, yeah, excited to be here. Mike Shogren, uh, based out of Boston, Massachusetts, founder of Short-Term Rental Secrets. Uh, we've got the podcast, also the co-founder of the STR WealthCon that's coming up here in, uh, in March. And uh, yeah, just glad to be here and be with some uh, amazing folks on this panel. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. And Mark Simpson, the one and only Boostly. So let's let, let you uh, kick it off here. I uh, see. So yeah, my name is Mark Simpson, founder of Boostly, and one of the co-hosts of the Boost Hospitality podcast. Uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me, and obviously tuning in from uh, from the UK. So yeah, thanks for having me, everybody. Thanks for staying up so late for us, there, Mark. Appreciate you. And now Steve Turk, my main man in Miami. Let's go. We well, got a Steve Turk. We we'll say a hospitality entrepreneur, hospitality consultant, a partner at Tangy Management, where we have uh, short-term rentals across South Florida and the host of the Hospitality Mentor Podcast. Man, that podcast voice is crisp. I love it. Way <laughs> to go. Way to go. All right. And then now we got uh, Mr. Michael Golden. I'll let you introduce yourself. Good, sir. I don't have quite the same voice as Steve, but I am Michael Golden, CEO and co-founder of Storied Collection and the co-host with Will and Brandy on Good Morning Hospitality. I love it. And it looks like Mr. Mike Shogren had some Wi-Fi stuff. He's going to hop back in here shortly. So we'll just continue on uh, without him real quick. 
But just to say hello, we have a couple comments. Richard Crum, uh, we got Paul, Andy, and a couple other people saying hello. So just let them say good morning, good night, good evening, whoever they are coming in. And we appreciate you guys tuning in. Super excited. So let's go first on hospitality predictions for 2023. I am so pumped to hear what you guys have to say and to see who has maybe something different that stands out or maybe similar compared to everybody else. So I'm going to go with Stacey St. John. She was one of the first to join us behind the stage. So are you ready to kick off the <laughs> predictions for this year? I, I am. And I have to say, well, my first prediction is probably not a shocker to anyone who knows me. I am predicting the rise of the women. Okay. So more than 55% of hosts are women. And um, so many of us who are booking travel are women. And I know from my own community how women really, really have a, a passion for helping each other and helping fellow hosts together. So I'm a huge believer in community and I. I definitely see magical things happening with women in this industry. And I think we are going to um, continue to see women not only helping support their guests, but support fellow hosts. So that is my first prediction. Um, prediction number two, I'm going to say the great divide will occur. And what I mean by that is that with, you know, travel trends and occupancy starting to slow down, um, we've got more listings than ever. And for the folks who are um, really dedicated to making their short-term rental business a best-in-class business, they will rise above. And the folks who are maybe not so dedicated into having a best in class business or even treating their business like a business, I think they will see a decline. So I think we're going to have a bigger divide in between folks who are all in being their best driving continuous improvement. And then the folks who are um, lagging behind are going to lag even further behind. And number three, I'm going to say a great crossover will occur. And what I mean by that is that obviously so many of us are uh, in the short-term rental industry. And I see people starting to dabble in the mid-term rental industry and also maybe thinking, hmm, how can my short-term rental portfolio help me scale my overall real estate investing portfolio? So... Um, I see people not only shifting from short-term to mid-term, but also looking to grow their long-term portfolio. And on the flip side, I see so many people who have been tried and true long-term rental investors for many years. They're going to finally dip their toe in the water in the world of short-term rentals. Now, my prediction is, is once they discover this world of short-term rentals, they may never go back to long-term, but 
we'll see. Those are some mighty predictions there, Stacey. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> We've got uh, a couple comments coming in too, just uh, FYI. Um, we have Elia, forgive me if I mispronounce any names today. I'm the worst with it. So just a heads up um, coming in with some comments and we are going to save uh, questions for everyone who's just now tuning in the live. All of us on this panel are going to ask everyone questions at the end. So now that Stacy has given us three hot predictions for 2023, I'm going to let actually open up to the floor for everyone to ask away to Stacy on anything in particular that they have. And Michael Golden with the hand raise, you're going to go first. How'd you know it'd be me, Will? Um, I knew it. So point number two, Stacey, the, the great divide between the professionals who do a, an even better job and the not professionals who bring everybody down. Um, the downstream effect of that is likely to be stronger, tighter, worse mm -hmm. regulations. So how do you foresee this year with regulations as the divide deepens? Well, that's a really good question. I can't say I'm an expert in anything having to do with regulations, but I will say that I don't necessarily think that all regulations are a bad thing, right? I think regulations obviously are put in place to help protect consumers from the folks who, again, maybe aren't doing a, a, their best job in being the best hosts. So I also think that that provides an opportunity, a business opportunity for those who are to, again, maybe expand their co-hosting business or maybe um, bring education and help bring those people up. But as far as regulations go, you know, I, again, I'm going to be the first person to say, I thankfully haven't personally had to experience that, but I do know that, you know, educating the rest of the world into the tremendous benefits of our industry and what they can bring to our communities is going to be even more important than ever. Good answer. Um, anybody else have questions for Stacy? I know there's quite a few predictions to cover. So no going well, once. I was going to ask, I have one okay. in the, in the women rising, who are the women that stand out to you? in the industry right now that you see uh, other than you, of course, and the ladies here, who else do you see rising up? I see so many people. Um, I have the good fortune of, of seeing again, women helping each other all day, every day. But, you know, I think Annette and Sarah from Thanks for Visiting are complete rock stars. I continue to see them grow and um, really make their mark. And you know, folks like Julie George, I, she's amazing. She is um, someone who is a complete visionary and has the best heart. And I think, again, anyone who um, spends their time helping other people is really, really special. So um, folks like, of course, Rachel Gainsborough, if if you don't know, Ra I always say, if you don't know Rachel, you're living under a rock because girlfriend is everywhere, right? So again, I continue to see uh, women like that. But also, I, I see, um, I'll say, a bubbling up of women who have a real interest in 
hey, I see others helping other people and I, I see how it's helping them. And so I've got people coming to me saying, how can I how can I do the same thing? So maybe some names that you wouldn't recognize today, but um, I'm seeing it definitely bubble up on the back end and it's certainly exciting. I love it. I couldn't agree more with those names too. So I second that uh, on my end. I, th I think everybody else here does too. Um, awesome. Any other questions for Stacey before we get to the next prediction for 2023? Going once, going twice, sold. All right. Brandy Canali. My friend, you are going to be next. So yeah. are you ready? Ready to rock and I, roll? I guess. I mean, that was a amazing first prediction. So I realized mine sound, I went a little bit academic with mine. So I'm going to be, try to be a bit more fun. <laughs> but um, I think my, uh, the prediction is that despite, uh, you know, kind of the growing economic uncertainty that travel demand will continue to grow, albeit maybe a little bit slower. Um, right. I saw this um, report from the Davos uh, summit that there's all these, you know, the, the 10 most concerning things that are happening right now. And then the article mentions that it doesn't seem like travelers are paying attention or that they care about that at all. And I think that that is true. I think people are still really um, intent on traveling and want, you know, after being cooped up for so long. And um, one of the things that we're seeing are shorter booking windows. I'm speaking specifically for our urban markets. We're still seeing, you know, that 14 to 21 days. So people still might feel a little cautious, you know, wanting to wait maybe until the last minute or close to it to make a travel purchase in case something happens. But we're still seeing that people like, you know, strong demand, if albeit nothing like we saw kind of in the pandemic, where we saw this tremendous growth in the VR, STR um, industries. But, you know, warm weather places, luckily like the ones we're in, <laughs> I think will still continue to attract people. And then European travel is still very popular, although the prices are surging there, you know, the euro dollar parity is still relatively, you know, in our, not necessarily totally in our favor, but it's cheaper than it has been. And the only reason I would, the only asterisk I would give to that is that there are upcoming sanctions that are being imposed in February, which could cause spikes in energy costs. So even if the monetary comparison is favorable, the prices might be increasing so that European vacation might not be as attractive. Um, but then on the other side of the world, you have some Asian countries that are fully opening for the first time in the end of the year. So there's that pent up demand. People really want to take those vacations. And it was interesting because across all of the uh, reports that I was reading, there were like two sides to this. People were either seeing, you know, that there was going to be a dramatic drop off or saying a huge surge. So it'll be very interesting to see, um, you know, what happens. I think like anything, it's probably somewhere in the middle. And because international travel demand might be increasing compared to the last couple of years, but those kind of trips are not available to everyone. So people who might be on a tighter budget or just don't want to spend that much for whatever reason, I think U.S. domestic demand will still continue to grow. AirDNA had a great report that was like 5.5%, I think, in the coming year, which, you know, it's nothing wild, but it's still, you know, consistent growth. Um, so I think that will be really interesting to see. And then the huge impact of the return of Chinese travelers who are finally allowed to kind of leave the country, huge spending capabilities there. So it'll be interesting to see where they choose to spend those dollars or, you know, and, um, you know, who gets to benefit from those travelers reentering the market. I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, 
Chinese opening of borders and stuff um, because I actually wanted to see what your opinion was. But I'll let everyone else ask questions around Randy's predictions before I actually go into that. What's up, Slick Talkers? This episode is brought to you by my friends at Hostfully, and their property management software is the best-in-class solution for hosts and managers alike. They integrate with the best tech solutions out there like operation software, dynamic pricing, insurance, noise monitoring, you name it, they've got it. And guess what? You can also get their digital guidebook solution as well in order to make sure you aren't printing out or writing down guidebook and activities and house manual items for your guests. All you need to do is create their digital guidebook, link it with the property management software, and voila. You're ready to rock and roll getting your guests in and out with a breeze. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes in order to get our special offer for all of our listeners. And now back to the episode. Where do you I, think I, they're I, gonna spend the money when if like you know with borders opening up and being able to travel outside of China and other countries in Asia? Do you think people are going like are they gonna come to the US and to other places and are they gonna spend it in luxury travel, urban? destination travel where do you think it's going to be yeah i think it's going to be a lot of luxury travel that's kind of you know that makes the most sense obviously i don't really think that the united states is going to be the primary beneficiary of that um before covid you saw a drop in that kind of chinese traveler spending in the united states so i think that probably other um, you know, whatever popular destinations in Asia that are preferred with Chinese travelers, they're probably going to be the first people, maybe Canada, there's a huge Canadian Chinese tourism link. So I think that our neighbors to the north will probably benefit the most from that. And then um, depending on how things go later on in Europe, um, you know, maybe, you know, a resurgence to continental European travel as well. It's a bold prediction. I like it. That's I mean, we'll good. see. <laughs> I have a bibliography ready if anyone wants to see my sources. <laughs> we'll need it for the show notes. I think we'll definitely need that. There's going to be some viewers that are like, all right, we, we got to see her, her source they're, here. They're going to fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Hashtag cancel Brandy is going to be the new thing. on. Okay. On no, we don't need to start that. Well, okay. <laughs> Just joking. I love it. Well, it's very good. I'll let anybody ask a question if they have one. If not, we'll move on. Anybody? Going once, going twice. All right. Well, Natalie Palmer, I think you are next in line. If we're going to go into the order of people on my screen, it may look different to all of us behind here on, on the stage, but I'm going in screen order. So gentlemen, sure looks thing. like we're all going to be last, but Natalie, <laughs> yes, kick I it off? Jump in. yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I have two, my, my main, my big one is that I think that this is going to be the year for co-hosts and property managers. I think with the rise of PMSs and more technology, a lot of people were going into self-management, um, which I honestly encourage and I self-manage my properties. But I think a lot of people in the last year or so got into hosting because they thought it was a quick cash grab and they didn't really understand the how difficult it actually is and how much customer service is involved. And even though you can't automate a lot of it, I think a lot of hosts are just they don't want to. They don't want to take the time to set up this this whole infrastructure and deal with all that. And so I think there's going to be more and more people looking for co-hosts and property managers. Um, the reason I think co-hosts specifically are going to crush it this year is I think a lot of these big property managers have gotten reputations for just taking a lot of money and not having the best cleaning operations. 
that's not a blanket statement. I know there's tons of wonderful property managers listening to this, but I think that there is kind of a craving for a co-host who gives more of a personal touch and kind of handholds the owner and there's more of a partnership. So that is my big prediction. And also what I'm using to back that is I think a lot of people are scared to buy real estate right now. And so from the opposite end, not just owners looking for co-hosts, I think more people will be interested in co-hosting. So that's my big one. I think this is the year of the co-host. If you want to get into that, this will be the time to do it. Um, and my second one is I think that there will be much more. Um, I think that like hospitality and experiences are going to drive uh, the vacation rental interest industry much more. And so I think that we're going to see kind of a blend of people who are hosting Airbnbs and vacation rentals will also do a Turo car with that or um, allow you to do like a wedding or something or an elopement at their destination. I think that all sorts of industry stuff is going to kind of, I don't know, converge and you'll be able to hire like private chefs more easily and um, get yoga, get a private yoga instructor to your listing. Um, I think that hospitality has just a lot of us have started working together and picking ideas from different, um, you know, restaurant industry, hotel industry. And I think that we're going to see a big blend of different services and experiences you can offer. Way to take one of my predictions. Dang it. Now, Which one? <laughs> that, that second one. <laughs> but uh, I love it. Uh, open up the floor for questions. Hey, Will, I got one. Uh, oh, go so, Ellie. When Stacy was talking about the inspirational women that is inspiring her, if only there was a place or a summit or an event coming up in a couple of weeks' time that had where all of those women were going to be. Now, could you think of it? I mean, I can't. Could you think I of it? I wish. I wish. Okay. Thank you, Mark. You're the best. Um, level up your listing summit. You can head there for tickets. And let's make, um, let's do roundtable 10. We'll get you 10% off your ticket. We can do that. I'll program that code right after this wraps up. Thank you, Mark. There Stacey might also be a speakers. precursor to that summit. <laughs> Possibly. It could be summit. called the short-term rental virtual summit for women happening next week. Potentially. You know, not to, not to shameless plug or anything. You know, we're just going to throw them all out there. <laughs> yeah. Who else has got a conference? I know Mike. Anybody Mark else have a conference? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, we do have a question from a live viewer for you, Natalie. So can sure. you please explain co-hosting? Is it two people managing the same property? Is one managing the back end and one is kind of doing the turnover and communications? Kind of give us your definition of co-hosting. And since we did shameless plugs, by the way, Natalie and I do kind of cover this on our vacation rental micro school podcast where we did a week together. <laughs> so no big, no big deal, but I will let Natalie answer the full question. <laughs> Yeah. So um, in, in my opinion, the way I kind of define co-hosting is I think a property manager full scale comes in and takes over everything. The, the owner would not have to lift a finger. Uh, co-hosting, I think, is more loosely defined. There are co-hosts who all they will do is take 5% of your commission and just respond to guests in the night hours when you don't want to be bothered. There's co-hosts who will go in after the cleaner and just inspect the property and make sure everything's perfect. I think that there, and there are co-hosts myself who don't do the same thing a property manager do. They do everything. But I think it's just more like you can kind of uh, pick and choose like all the cart, the little pieces that you want to outsource to a co-host. So it's um, to go back to that question. It's not on the screen anymore, so I can't reference it, but it's not two people doing the same job. Yeah. Two people managing the same property. I guess it could be if the owner wants to be involved and have a co-host's help, 
Um, but it, essentially it's, you know, just somebody who wants to kind of come on and handhold you and walk you through the process a little bit and pick up some of the tasks you don't want to do. But again, there are co-hosts who do full-scale property management as well. I love it. Anybody else in our uh, round table here got anything for Natalie before? Yeah, it was kind of like a statement slash question because I'm seeing it in Miami because we're getting calls. And Brandy, I don't know about you because we cover mostly South Florida, but I think a lot of people got into this game thinking it would be easy Mm -hmm. and they bought properties or even rented out properties that they couldn't cover with the rents. And now they're scrambling because they're in desperation mode. Are you seeing that where you're at? Because we're getting a lot of those calls like, please help me. We don't know how to get out of this. Yes. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're not seeing that quite as much because we deal with full residential buildings. buildings. Yeah. Um, if you know any landlords in Miami that are trying to have somebody manage their building, please let I'm me know. Send we them are, your way. Yeah, send them my way. <laughs> um, Steve, I definitely am seeing that. That's kind of what inspired my prediction and um, in my area. But also, like, I'll just do consultations with hosts all over who are all saying, like, what happened? My calendar was fully booked. I don't know what's going on this year. I'm tired of managing this and stressing over it. Do you want to manage it? Like, I get pitched all the time. And so I think that there's just such a hunger for people who they they liked it when it was kind of easy and coming in. And now there's really fierce competition and they don't know how to step it up or they don't want to, um, which is fine. And that's Mm -hmm. why I think this is the year of the (laughs) co-host. If you want to do this, this is your moment. Can I add to that too? Because I also think um, that there, that also presents an opportunity as a real estate investor, right? With a creative mind to put together creative solutions um, to make it a win-win scenario. If people are in desperation Um, you know, you always think about creative financing, you have a person and a problem. And when you can identify a solution to that problem, from a real estate investing perspective, um, you you definitely have the ability to, um, to move, move up the ladder. I will say to everyone who's watching the live or watching us engage, we do have a private chat behind the scenes. So if you hear us laugh and stuff or make faces, Sorry. usually because we're 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 uh, we're kind of talking shit to each other. No offense, uh, but or something like that. But um, no, I also was going to say I think Natalie, your point kind of ties into Stacy on the merging of uh, different things within the hospitality, whether it's you know property management companies and co-hosts or you know, short-term, mid-term, long-term kind of all going in together. I think um, it's very interesting watching because I feel like I'm on the middle ground of the traditional vacation rental management company to then the Airbnb co-hosts just getting into it type ground. And that's where you're seeing, I think we're seeing both kind of learn from each other, which is really exciting. So not that that's my prediction, just an observation. Um, I will let anybody else ask any questions they have for Natalie. If you are good, then Mr. Mike Shogren is next. So uh, I'll kind of give everyone, anyone got a question? Raise your hand. Nope. All right. Mike, welcome. And I'll let you kick it off. Love it. Well, hopefully, I apologize. My internet junked out on me. So I had to reboot in the middle of uh, Stacy and Brandy stuff. So if I repeat anything, I apologize. Um, but I think... I will reiterate a couple things. And I think Stacy nailed it on the head. And I've been saying for a couple of years around like this big divide, I think 2023 is going to be the year where it really forces everybody to level up their standards. We went through similar times in like 2020 in the heart of COVID, you know, March through 
July of 2020, like right in the middle of COVID where kind of the side hustle hosts got pushed out because they weren't willing to level up and really push for, for more bookings. So I think 2023 is really going to be a big divide. Like Stacy said, um, because quite frankly, if you got into this business in the last 18 to 24 months, it's been really freaking easy. Um, like you could just get anything and throw it online. And there was just so much pent up demand that you would get bookings. And now we're starting to see things level off like 2019 levels. Um, and so it's a lot of people are panicking, but for the folks that have been in the game a while, it's like, well, no, it's just kind of normalizing. Like the, the amount of demand that happened after COVID was not sustainable. I don't care what any data person says like that level of demand was not sustainable. So I think the the key thing for folks that are in this now is to really make sure that you take a look at your portfolio and that your listings stand out. Okay. Just grabbing any one or two bedroom, you know, apartment or house and just putting some furniture in there is not going to cut it anymore. So you really got to pay attention to your design. Um, that's the biggest thing that I'm telling people right now is one, you really got to know your numbers like really know your numbers. Um, and I'm happy, Will, if you want, I'm happy to give people my deal analyzer because that's kind of my jam. I'm a numbers guy, but like you have to know your numbers. The amount of people that DM me, uh, I literally, it's funny, we were talking about Miami. I literally had uh, a friend of mine reach out to me and I was analyzing his numbers. I'm like, who the hell told you to buy this deal? I was like, these numbers don't make any sense at all. Like you're losing money. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, so really knowing your numbers, really investing in design, knowing your market. Uh, I think based on my experience, I think this is going to be the next 24 months is going to be the year of the boutique hotels. Um, we just closed on our third one, our biggest one yet. And I'm seeing more and more people get in the game because there's just a lot more upside and there's a ton of opportunity out there. Oh boy. I'm seeing the side chat. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry mike but uh i do think i do think boutique cartels are going to be really big they've done really well for us in this hybrid approach of really being able to reduce the overstead and overhead and execute on some of the the automations and the technology that we use in the traditional str world and taking them into the commercial space uh i also think that there's going to be a ton of opportunity yes for co-hosting but also for the creative financing um, you know, whether it's subject to deals, whether it's seller financing deals, a lot of folks that bought the wrong deals that are now underwater they're if they try and sell them with the way that the market is now, they're probably going to take a loss or, you know, have to come out of pocket basically to sell that property. So it's a prime environment for doing subject to, uh, deals where you basically just take over the mortgage. I think there's going to be a ton, a ton, a ton of opportunity for that. So, to kind of summarize it at a high level, the standards are raised, have been risen. So you really got to up your game on the properties that you have through design and hospitality and operations. Like you have to treat this like a business. There is no more side hustle, you know, whip this thing up and it's just going to make money. You really got to pay attention to what's going on. Um, then there's going to be a lot of opportunity for the creative financing, the co-hosting. And uh, if you want to go big, the boutique hotels have a, a ton of meat on that bone over the next couple of years. Dang the, 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 the behind the scenes chat was popping off. Everyone's like, Mike, 
you're taking all of our stuff. There's nothing going to be left. So uh, very good stuff. I love watching all of this just because on the back end of Hospitality FM, I get to hear everyone's episodes and conversations and see this, like the content everyone's putting out and the conversations being had and everything you guys are all saying is just like so on point for what I was hoping you guys would all say. So thank you for that. But I will let everybody kind of i saw michael golden raise his hand uh as a good kid that he is <laughs> just kidding um but i'll let go ahead and open up for questions here yes michael not a question well i guess it is a question uh i've got a deal i'd love you to look at and get your financial genius mind uh get your input on it but we'll side table that love it love it I have a question for Mike. Um, so I know like Stacy kind of touched on that. She thinks there's going to be an increase in midterm rentals, which I kind of think so too. So what do you think about that paired with the boutique hotel model? Are you noticing yeah. longer stays in boutique motels? 100%. So the one that we just bought, <clears throat> we're rebuilding. It's a heavy reno. It's like a nine month reno. We're rebuilding 27 out of the 57 from the ground up and putting in kitchens for that specific reason especially where I am up in new England this time of year is like our dead season. And so those midterm stays are a godsend to get us through slow season. I'm not worried about Memorial day through Thanksgiving, quite frankly, like we do really well. Um, but like this time of year, like we have at that 22 unit, we get a bunch of like 30, 60 day stays that are nice you know, we're not like bankrolling, but it carries us through the slow season and it's nice to be able to have that flexibility. So we'll do about half of the units that have kitchens and then the other half will just be more like higher end. We're debating putting in cooktops and like all of them. Um, Interesting. Just um, for that reason, because it just gives you more flexibility. For sure. And what's like the demographic of those midterm um travelers are they tourists that are coming for longer in off season or they're locals or like digital not, nomads not usually like going back to like covid times right it was like somebody going to check on mom for like the next month to make sure mom's good you know like the elderly parents or grandparents or whatever so we snagged a lot of those during covid now it's more like you know like dr rage talks a lot about is like the you know my house burnt down or i'm doing a renovation and I need a place for a month or two months because we're, you know, like 45 minutes north of Boston. We're kind of in the woods. Like it's not a big urban area. It's an easy ride or an easy train into the city. But um, we'll get a lot of those. We'll get a bunch of travel nurses that are in there for some local hospitals. Kind of the, the bread and butter stuff that, you know, a lot of the midterm folks have been talking about for a while. Um, so it's kind of a mix. Um where Salem, it's, it's super historic. So if you guys aren't familiar with like Salem, Mass, it's a very, very historic town, you know, founded in 1600s. I'm thinking about 1626 for the hotel name, by the way. So I'd love you guys take on that. But I thought it was short and punchy. So I'll throw that out there. Like um, it. And it, it has a wide traveler base. So you get a lot of like people that are into the history. And then you get a lot of people that are into like the Halloween and the witch trials, because that's where all that stuff happened back in the day. So we're actually going to do some themed rooms, like some crazy themed rooms like we do near Disney, but like up there. Um, that'll be really interesting. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Cool. I know we got two more questions. Uh, I, did I see Brandy and Mark both had a question? Yeah, it was more just kind of building off of the kind of the 
non-sexy part of underwriting these deals um, because I forget the name of the loan, but there was a program out there where you could get these loans for a vacation rental based on the projected revenue that you thought you were going to make. And so that's during this like really frothy time when all these people were, you know, spending months or whatever. Um, yes. Thank you. DSCR. Thank you, Stacey. Um, and so now when reality is hitting and you have a more, I think, stabilized market, people are like, how uh, everything dried up, what's going on? And I love that they blame Airbnb, <laughs> which like that's just not the, not the reality. And I think that that's the most important part. Like you said, to know your numbers, like you have to have strong financials to make these kind of decisions. And a lot of people overlook that. I'll, I'll give you like my quick and dirty rule of thumb. Obviously you got to do more than this, but like <clears throat> for a quick sniff test, a property has to bring in 20% of whatever my all in cash investment is. So like if I'm going to spend a hundred thousand on down payment and furnishings and whatever, whatever I need to get it live, that property has to generate at least 20,000 bucks. Right. So as you extrapolate that million dollar property has to bring in at least 200,000 gross. And I found that that rule of thumb, like if you're putting debt on it and you have decent debt terms and everything else, that'll get you between a 25 and 30 percent cash on cash return. So like even if I have to reduce a lot of my rates for the next two years, I have so much spread and so much margin that I will always compete. Because I just have so much spread. And you can find those deals. You just have to be patient. And that's what people don't understand. It's like you can't just throw a dart on Zillow anymore and grab anything and make money. you got to know your numbers. And that's why really getting in the weeds with like STR Insights and AirDNA and all these different data sites. Like before I bought that place near Disney last year, I bought all the raw data from AirDNA. It was not cheap, but I bought every house, every property's data for the last five years for 37,000 rentals in Kissimmee. And I went, put in some formulas. All right, what's the average one bedroom do? Two bedroom, three bedroom, four bedroom, five bedroom. And after going through all the data, it was like, once you got over 10 bedrooms, it was like the revenue went through the roof in certain pockets. So like that research took me like almost two months to do. And then people are like, well, wow, like your property's doing well. I'm like, yeah, because I know the numbers. Like I knew exactly... I knew where to go, but I took the time to do the research, which is not fun, but like, this is a numbers game. Okay. But I, I have to say this, Mike, you don't just know the numbers. You also lean into the design and the guest experience because 100%. there are, I know Stacy just stayed there. There are, <laughs> there are places that are right around the corner from you who are the same size house in the same neighborhood and when they only maybe know their numbers and buy it as a strict investment and then go, all right, that's all I have to do. Those are the people that are hurting. Mm -hmm. The thing that I talked about at our boardroom event with Stacy last week was if you're getting into it now, the way that I do it, just like I said, I know the numbers, but then I'm like, I analyze the direct comps and I ask myself, how can I do this better than anybody else? Like, what do I need to do to make this stand head and shoulders above anybody else here so that maybe they got a better location, but mine's okay, but I can make my unit crazy or I can make this way better. Like, what can I do to differentiate myself that would be way more attractive to book with me than anybody else? And it's going to be different depending on whatever market you're in. And there's going to be some baseline amenities that you're going to need in whatever market that you're in. But then you need to ask yourself the question, if I was traveling 
what would I want to see and what would I be willing to shell out a little extra money for to make it worth it? And just start doing that. Like just start asking yourself those questions because it's again, it is going to get more competitive. So you got to think of ways to stand out. Nobody's doing themed rooms up here. So like, let's go for it. Let's, let's do something different. Yeah, that's a really good point. I love it. Well, uh, um, do we have any more questions? I know we're kind of getting a little longer on time for this one, but totally open. Mark, if you have a question uh, to jump on in, my friend. All right, cool. You told me to move on. <laughs> uh, Michael Golden, you are next in line. I know this is something you've been looking forward to pretty much all year, quote unquote, 2023, because it's only like two weeks in. So boom, for me, um, but I'll let you take it over there, my friend, and go for your prediction. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. Have you heard about our friends at Safely? Well, Safely integrates perfectly with your tech stack in order to make sure that you are covered while your guests occupy the vacation home. Now, this is different from business insurance and, of course, homeowners insurance, but this is the best solution out there that's actually underwritten by a real insurance provider to cover vacation rental operator pros just like you. So, damaged linens, broken glass, ruined couches, you name it, stuff like that, or maybe even an accident on the property is covered by Safely. All you need to do is take pictures of the damages and make sure that you find a replacement item in order to cover what has been broken or destroyed. Now, this is super great because your homeowners are going to be happy that they're not going to see reduced damage items on their owner statement. You just take care of it. Don't have to hassle the guests and you don't have to see lower income for your homeowners. This is a great retention tool and we love using Safely in my business as well. So now that you've heard about Safely, we're back to the episode and thank you so much for tuning in.